0: This call is being recorded.
1: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, guys and gals, for what's the Friday episode of Locked On Browns. Jeff Lloyd from BrownsMaven and SI.com, Pete Smith, your local experts, on the biggest stories Cleveland Browns-wise for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. And there's no place I'd rather be. Uh Pete this is and you know, I, I remember you telling me this, you know, when we started doing this together. And you you know, you telling me and like you don't get it. This media is exhausting. They don't know what they're doing. But look, you know, i I don't want to say the season's over because until it's mathematically over, it's just not the way I roll. And it's just not a you know a sentimentality or what to do things that I roll with. but you got Odell there. he got a December slate to play to play four games home on Sunday for the Bengals. and Pete the worst part about this is is, is you're going to take incarcerated Bob, one of the biggest morons on the planet, and Craig Carton, who's in prison right now. I blame you most of all because you were the one that gave this freaking jackass a stage uh, 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 by putting him on your radio show. This is so stinking annoying. And the guy talks and you get long, drawn out, thoughtful answers from him. And it's almost like, you know, well, I had chicken for dinner last night. Oh, Joe Beckham Jr. hates steak. It's like what in the freaking world goes on in there?
0: Uh, I don't care that they asked the question. I I care that they didn't actually listen to his answer. Um, the tweets were like, sent before he finished. Right. He he tells you flat out there's nowhere else he'd rather be, and then they they point out that he says, you know, he doesn't know where he's going to be. Well, yeah, he doesn't because it's not up to him. Uh, and until the Browns get his contract redone, they could theoretically trade him for you know with no penalty. Uh, that's what, his contract and Olivier Vernon's contract are very clean right now because there's no guaranteed money on them. And that's obviously something that has to get done uh, Was something we talked about had to get done as soon as they were brought in. That has not happened. Uh, the only person who's been extended so far this year is JC Treder. So you've got all this uncertainty. So I'm assuming that Odell Beckham is basically saying, look, I want to be here. Uh, and when he says he doesn't know, it's because, That stuff's not done yet, and that's not him being vague. That's the organization being vague, and they have to, and John Dorsey specifically, has to sort of send the message here, you know, with paperwork uh, that this is what's happening. Otherwise, you know, there's no certainty here. So you've got your head coach uh, with rumors. You've got, uh, you know, the season's not going where you want it to, which generally means change of some sort. So you know, this is this is sort of where he's left. Um, so, you know, if, if nothing else, even if you don't want to get get that deep into it, I, I would say listen to what he said where there's nowhere I'd rather be. After he was talking about all the things we need to do, the number of we's he threw out there, uh, and then referred to his uh, off-season plan, which, you know, seemed pretty much geared towards getting better here. So, you know, one of the things where it felt um deceptive uh it felt like sending out and, and this isn't just here this was you know i saw on espn it was dealt like that uh dealt with like that, that that you know the uncertainty when it's still in there um is the i there's nowhere else i'd rather be and all that stuff so uh, it seems to be choose your own adventure as far as which part of this you actually listen to
1: and it's the same old same old and look yeah look there's work to be done And, you know, we talk about Joe all the time, but there's a lot more work to be done with that. And, you know, you have Damaris Randall's money. You most likely have Chris Hubbard's money. Greg Robinson's money is coming off. Uh, There's other money coming off Christian Kirksey, another one. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, TJ Carey, if not one, if not both. You know, and you just, I don't know. It seems like you want to start getting on this. Because, look, nobody likes waiting for their money, and sometimes it does give a bad look. There is that aspect of it. It's, it's just the mundaneness of it, and it's, you know, I don't think anybody even asked them a question about the damn Cincinnati Bengals, which is seems really weird because I, I do believe we're teeing it up in about 72 hours to hopefully win that game against that team. It's just, uh, you can't. And then the, and then the, the worst part, even Darrell Ryder trying to defend himself. Oh well, you know we, we just had to ask it. Well, you, you didn't really. I mean, you know the state of it. You're just trying to. It's I don't know. It, it's it's not it's not be, it's not being a beat writer in any way of the stretch of the imagination. And I think that's the part that's the most frustrating. And uh, you know the players at this point, I think they're probably having a little bit of fun with it. And God bless us. You want to know what man? If you're gonna get dealt with crappy and, and stupidity i i guess you know in that instance you kind of give it back um practice wise today pete uh baker mayfield full practice uh jc Treder looks like he's going to be a go we were hoping maybe chris hubbard chris hubbard would get to see somebody else looking like a go um yeah the the list is long but it looks like all the main players are going to be in place pete
0: Yeah, it seemed uh, like they're preparing to be ready to go. Um, you know, Chris Hubbard included. I don't you know. It doesn't seem like anything is going to be you know, fundamentally different. Uh, they're just sort of banked up, as is sort of the case at this point of the season. And I think they'll largely be fine and be ready to go.
1: If you want to talk, talk about the oddity of all of that,
0: the Buffalo Bills
1: had one reserve offensive lineman on their injury report today. So there is anomalies to this, but yeah, kind of what's going on in, in Cleveland right now is usually a tad bit more of the norm. All right. We move past this stuff, which I hate to have to even talk about, but look, when it happens, it does. We got more stuff. We got some bunch of stuff from you listeners here. We'll record the pregame obviously tomorrow, like we normally do with Pete back on his own team. More coming here on lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, Guys, Christmas season, you, you're still going to buy your Browns gear. You guys are – look, you all been here this long. I mean, only the weakest of the week at this point are jumping off. ZaboApparel.com. Go over there. Buy some stuff. I love these guys, whether it's hoodies, whether it's hats, whether it's T-shirts. Uh, veteran-owned company. People I trust. People I like. People I admire. You're going to buy stuff. Buy Browns gear for Christmas presents this year. If you're going to do it, make sure you're doing it with the fine folks. From ZableApparel.com, Zabel Apparel on Twitter. Pete, we got a ton of questions here, but, I mean, we've spent so much time talking about the safety position. This was obviously one of them. Somebody wanted to talk. And, look, where it's at now, uh, you know, you're you're basically going almost kind of maybe bin shopping again. So, Pete, I've got the list here, and we'll go through some names. Um, Look,
0: Devin McCourty.
1: Uh, look, Devin McCourty ain't leaving New England. Pete,
0: uh, I wouldn't think so. And the other part problem with, with McCourty is he's—he's, he's, I think, thirty-three now.
1: Got to so, be thirty-three, yes.
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, his age, his, his his the age was an issue with his twin brother. Um, so yeah, it's not realistic that you're going to go. Uh, that route. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's theoretically possible, but it would just be the ultimate crying stopgap. I, I just don't know why Devin McCordy would have any interest in that move.
1: No, Devin McCourty would not have any interest in that mood, uh, move. And it's, it's not the way you're going. There is, there's a couple of names, Pete, that I do look at. Well, these first, uh, first two here are your know, strong safety types. One, I know you've mentioned it before, uh, Oakland Raider, Carl Joseph, another one for all you Buckeye fans. Von Bell?
0: Uh, I mean, Carl Joseph is intriguing. I I, it, I have no idea what Oakland is doing with him at this point. At one point, it seemed like they were ready to get rid of him. Then he sort of played better, and they seemed like they were okay with him. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Von Bell, I mean, he's fine. I, I think he's probably the fourth best player on that group, um, and you can decide if that matters or not. Well, to be
1: uh, fair though, that's it's not terribly to be the fourth best player in that New Orleans secondary.
0: No, but I'm always a little skeptical of of that type of situation. Uh so I mean and the fact they drafted okay. two
1: safeties last year.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's fundamentally better than anything the Browns already have or could retain in that spot, but I mean it it will certainly be popular uh to bring him back, so we'll see.
1: And now, here are a couple of names at the free safety position. Um, obviously, one of the bigger ones, haha Clinton Dix. Um, one that should be getting ready to suit up to play Sunday, Trey Boston for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Adrian Phillips out uh, of the Chargers, another interesting name. Uh, some guy named Demarius Randall, wherever he goes, God bless him. Uh, hope he shows up and he's you know, ready to go in what's a really, really big game. So, Pete, some interesting names there at the free safety spot.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Trey Boston's interesting. Obviously, he, he he played for Wilkes before, played well for Wilkes. Uh, he was sitting out there. Um, you know, it wasn't like he was sought after. He was sitting there forever. Played for Wilkes know. twice. Yeah, so I don't know what um, what the deal is with that, If if that was an issue where he didn't want to come here or they didn't really – look into it but if he ends up being a free agent again which is at least was scheduled to happen he he makes sense um you know i don't know if they'll they'll bite or not and then san diego's or los angeles chargers uh salary caps always gonna be a question mark because they've got so many guys they're trying to retain there so that uh, phillips will probably get out i don't offhand know how good he is because i you know, you never really see the Chargers unless it's the very end of the game and it's uh, the Chargers are losing and trying to get back into it.
1: Uh, usually typical. But, guys, that's kind of where it's at. Um, look, you know, obviously more names will come to it as teams adjust and change. But, you know, that's kind of where you're at with what's going to be available. And, look, it's going to be mixed. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to draft one or two. But you're going to want veteran. Obviously, you know, hopefully I think Burris is one of those guys, Sheldrick Redwine. But there's a lot to do to that room. And we definitely want to see another four games or so of Sheldrick Redwine to uh, you know, at least just see where he's at and see at least where he's more comfortable so then you know what else you've got to add to the room. From uh, Vince uh, Calaudi, I want to say. Eh, Some of these names I'm tough with. Uh... Pete, who are we looking for as a breakout star? Or, I mean, not necessarily a star. Give me a name here, somebody that can at least say, hey, you know, a complete change of, you know, all right, well, maybe now this is a guy who's in focus for 2020.
0: Well, I mean, the guy who's sort of been heading in that direction is Steven Carlson. Um, You know, the the guy I I hope fits into this category in the next month is Odell Beckham. Um, You know, I'm hoping they – they get that sort of on on the right track, so that you know heading into 2020, they you know they get better about that whole thing. Um, you know, I, I I continue to have high hopes and relatively positive uh, you know vibes from Wyatt Teller. Um, you know, defensively. Um, you know, Taki taki You know, I think he's going to play more and more. I'm hoping that continues to look positive. He doesn't play a ton, but when he's in there, it's pretty good. So that could be a nice little, a nice little boost on that side of the ball.
1: I think Taki, What we've seen now over the last couple of weeks, I think it's what we, what we thought. You know, kind of what was advertised. Just uh, you know, basically a mean old cuss, and you know, you're going to run him 100 million miles an hour. Make a you know. Make a whole bunch of contact And, yeah, more of that. Me, uh, look, it seems kind of like I've kind of elevated him, and he's kind of become my guy maybe. Porter Gustin. Uh, look, it's just the size, uh, the athleticism, the key is health. Um, but here's a player, and look, you know, most likely you don't need a starting defensive end next year. Uh, you know, but you know, at the size, at the length, the weight, he seems like he could be a nice piece. It's a guy, you know, I'd I'd like to see more of, and obviously, most likely, we're going to get that opportunity because even if Olivier Vernon, you know, is going to be able to play out this final string, I I, I don't think you're going to see him at, you know, maybe at best, he'll get fifty percent of you know the, the snap count. But that's a guy I'm really, really looking forward to over these last four weeks because it's always nice when you can just steal somebody and you ain't gotta pay him a lot of money right away. And it it helps finish a position room. So that's one for me that my, my guy, and maybe it's just become this. Yeah, I guess I'm a Port Augustine guy. I guess we're just gonna rock and roll with that from now on. Team Porter Gustin. Uh all right, this is a good one from G- uh, Giovanni Raviz. How do you and Pete stay so even keeled covering a disappointing Browns team in season when it happens, when it appears the national media was never sold on them and the local media is viciously turning on this team to the point the wives are calling out the media? Um, look, big media, this is what they do. They try to drive something up. And remember, they were already trying to tear it down. Before camp even opened. So, like, the, everybody likes to, you know, and look, part of it is you bring in Odell. Part of it's Odell. I mean, when you got these lightning rod types, the big media is going to come there. And then once something doesn't go well or an incident from practice, then it's tear it all down. The local media, I've said this with you, and, and this is probably some of, you know, you helping me through this and, you know, learning things Cleveland Brown-wise. I don't know if this team had the same record as Baltimore right now. I still think that stupid ass question gets asked to Odell today. I don't think they would really know what to do or how to cover it if this team was highly successful.
0: Uh, I I think that's part of it. You know, the question is, how do I do it? Why would I change what I think based on what, they're doing. I mean, I, the, the, I run into this every year where you know people say I'm too, too one side or the other before the season, and then by the end of it, uh, I'm, I'm I've completely flipped. on the reality is, I've never moved. Um, you know, there's, there's no sense in you know, how I mean, how angry or upset am I supposed to get because people cover it differently. I do what I do, and hopefully, people like it um, and and want to read it or whatever. Um, then that's fine. I mean, the problem I have with with all of this is, you know, the the reason this stuff is like this is because people click on it, people want it, people crave it, even if they say they don't. You know, there's a, there's a reason why it continues to happen, and that's ultimately it. There's an absolute there's absolutely an appetite for it. So until that changes, you know, that's you know, there's definitely an element where uh, certain things aren't done correctly or whatever and that's certainly uh, an issue but like you know when it comes to this type of stuff people keep uh they have an appetite for it so until that changes it's this is what you're you're going to get i mean it's sort of like you have to you know as a as a market you sort of have to to support uh the thing you want to work and if you don't you know or you you Find this other crap they're going to keep giving it to you
1: uh and look it, it is it's you know part of it is is you know it, it, in hate you know hate reads hate likes hate quote tweets it all pays the same guys so you know by partly by doing that it just continues to fuel it and that's why you get a man who made a 45 second answer to a question And you find the tiniest morsel to have it fit the agenda. Um, Keeping it even keeled. Look, we sit here and take each thing and we give you our take, whether it's good. We give you our take, whether it's against it. Um, You know, we always try to give it the same way. Look, this is how we see this. You know, that stupid dress meme from years ago. What color is the dress? Well, this is the way we see it um there's been times where it's not been appreciated you know everybody you know didn't like the fact that you know we weren't big fans of signing Kareem Hunt it had nothing to do with Kareem Hunt the player um and we go through this in the draft you know look I'd rather not gamble on guys with off-field concerns because a lot of times those off-field guys with off-field concerns the the hit rate on those guys ended up out of the league aka Antonio Callaway Um, but there are a certain few. And to this point, Kareem Hunt has been a nice addition to this team. He certainly brought some life to this team, playing hard, Um, you know, so credit to him for that. But, you know, it's just not a gamble we'd rather take. But the thing is, is take it as you see it and, you know, give your thoughts and give your opinion on it. That's the kind of way. Plus the other thing is this is kind of fun. I get to sit here with Pete, talk some ball, Um, you know, Pete's nice enough and doesn't yell at me when my five minutes usually means like 25 doesn't yell at me. Well, maybe he yells at me. Uh, plenty more here. Plenty more here. Um, from Paul's Zinn. This is actually funny because um, he actually sent in a tweet in for the. I know. I know it was the show before. JC Treader got signed, so worked last time I asked. So let's go for it again. When will Joe Schobert get extended? Uh, Pete, I'm not necessarily seeing a Christmas signing for joe Schobert, but i mean you want to talk about shit that should have been done in september this is certainly one of them
0: yeah i mean it should be done it should be done you know a couple months ago tomorrow whatever it is um it needs you know get it get it over with you have an obscene number of things you have to do this off season um it seems like now would be a good time to start getting it done uh, or it has been time to get it done uh, you know i don't know why uh this is sort of how they do it but it's infuriating from my standpoint because like i said you have to get beckham's re- contract redone you have to get vernon's contract redone you have to re-sign Showbert. you have to make decisions on all kinds of other players and then you're actually going to have free agency at some point draft whatever so you sort of need to get your ducks in a row so you can plan accordingly. And, you know, this bit them, in, this bit them with the cheaps, um, and, and they waited to the last minute. They signed a bunch of guys out of order. They signed some bad contracts, and it's still – Give a couple winning. examples of
1: that, Pete, because that's one of the questions we got here.
0: Uh, Eric Berry uh, was, was an awful contract at the time. I love Eric Berry, but it just didn't work. Justin Houston was a really bad contract, and they yep. got those out of order, and they did them late. And then you had like just in Houston, the, the year they got rid of him was something like $24 million they had to eat. Um, so he, he just, the way they sort of structured those contracts just made no sense. And they waited to the last minute. So these guys could sort of demand more one, because you you didn't get it done when they were, you know, before the season or whatever, and they had a chance to get to the open market. And then two, they knew as much as you did that you're sort of, uh, you know, un, under the gun to get these things done. So you had to, you know they they made it so um, it added extra pressure, forcing them to to sort of give in the demands and and the, 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 in terms of details and crossing T's and dotting eyes, it just wasn't there. And and the Chiefs paid for it.
1: And look and and every, you know and some of you look, yeah. I mean, you've heard Joe on the show, Joe Showbert on the show a couple times. Great, great dude. Um, but you know, Joe Schobert also got a wife, he's got a kid on the way. He's got an Asian in his ear. Um, you know, some people, Oh, maybe he'll take a little less. Uh, but when you string together two games in a row where you've compiled four interceptions, sacks, plays, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's not getting any cheaper. The time to get it done was over the summer. So, you know, you're not doing yourself any disservice. And this is the thing, you know, John should have had this put to bed. So when Joe, had that two week stretch and ended up being a AFC defensive player of the week, your GM can walk around and say, whew. All right. Good thing we got this done now. This is a guy we can really, really rely on And who Could have cost me another 10 million guaranteed. Who knows? This is what you talk about with stuff like that. You know, if, if you see the players trending that way, just go ahead and get it out of the way. And especially because, you know, you got some really, really big time contracts coming on down the pike. More coming here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Guys, you all know the deal. MyBookie.ag. You like to bet. You like to bet on sports. Is there any better time than when you get to this time of year where you've got this weekend NCAA playoffs? NFL, it's starting at you now at week 14. You've kind of got a nice read. NBA, college basketball is up. Any way you want to slice it, you can bet it with MyBookie.ag. I always recommend parlays. Uh, Look, if if you do truly do this and you're truly into it, you can always get confident into four, five, six games that you truly feel good about. Whatever the sport, go to mybookie.ag. They will match your initial deposit up to 100% using the promo code LOCKEDON. Create the new account. Look, it's a good time. Look, you got bowl season coming, so you're going to get to the point where there's almost college football every stinking day, college basketball, NBA, NFL. Come on. Look, this is what you'd like to do. Go do it. Go to mybookie.ag. Create a new account. Use the promo code Locked On. Match the deposit, initial deposit up to 100 percent Go ahead. It's December. There ain't much else to do. It's cold and crappy outside anyway. You mostly you home watching sports anyway. Go ahead. Check it out. Mybookie.ag. Appreciate them for their sponsorship at the lockdown Podcast Network. All right, loads more coming here, Pete, and uh, from Stephen Thomas. And look, Steve's trapped on a cruise ship, away from his daughter, away from his wife.
0: Where's Oldell going, Pete? Where's Oldell going? He's getting traded. Uh, I unless Dorsey's decided he's done with him. No, Uh, I assume he's going to be here, full speed ahead, if for no other reason if if you were to try to trade him, um, one, you don't get better. And two, you're going to get way less uh, than you paid in value. So, I mean, you're basically throwing uh, value away in that move because you're not going to get that type of package that you gave up. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect. So, you know, you're basically, I, I'm not going to say it would be like Randy Moss to the Raiders or anything, but I expect it would be far less. And you know, it just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, you you have to decide that as a franchise, we're going to get this figured out one way or the other. Uh,
1: look, I don't know what the exact answer is, but look, if you committed to this and you didn't get to see the best of it yet, you'd be a fool to tuck and run for, from this right now because you're not going to get the value back on the dollar. And there are places Odell can go and they'll get it right. They really will, and it'll be yet another black eye, which is something this team does not want to do. Um, I, I just want to get to this one, Pete. Uh, pumpkin head, I, I can't believe we actually refer to this. Well, you have a guy?
0: Gordo? I'm sorry, I refer to him as Gordo.
1: Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, look, it's all in the same family, there's no doubt about that. Um, it's one you know. Terrible enough to go to a bar for an event or whatever, and you're, you know, people are swinging a helmet at a Mason Rudolph doll. And now there's some Christmas thing where it's Miles Garrett looking thing swinging a helmet. Dude, they let you come to events. They asked you to come. This is the black eye of the season. Could be the black eye right now. Uh, Right now, could be the black eye of Miles Garrett's career. How dense are you, bro? Let this shit go. Nobody wants to talk about that night. Anymore. Look, if it's, you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I get it. But nobody anyway, Browns fan, Browns wise, anything should be putting this on a timeline.
0: Um, You know, there, he apparently there's a, uh, you know, there's an audience for whatever he does. I don't pay attention to it. I only know about it when it's sort of uh, put to me. In this case, I had no idea until you literally brought it up. Um, you no, know, that's that really becomes a question for for the Browns. Honestly, I don't know why, you know, what they what they feel the benefit is for that type of stuff. Um, to, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer. To me, it's it's sort of pulling the scab off a of a, of a wound um you don't want to sort of have to relive this but you know if there are people that want to put up with him that's fine i don't you know i don't know if he has any official capacity or whatever so you know it's super fan that's between him and, and the organization I, I yeah i just don't. it's not it's not something i i put enough thought or energy into i just don't care i you know i thought the whole i i, I mean i made my point on the you know the hanging someone in an effigy you know this is one of those things that there's not two sides to this there's one side it's not right don't do it um the historical context is horrifyingly awful uh grow up do something else your time whatever so you know if that's who this guy is so be it it's none of my business i don't care
1: for me th- it's look uh first of all wearing a pumpkin on your head it's a stick thing anyway but you know All this about trying to raise your kids to be these great people. Don't glorify it. And look, this doesn't – nobody – everybody wants this freaking thing to go to bed. It's the last thing anybody wants to talk about. You're not playing Pittsburgh again this year. Whatever. Just get – move it freaking on at this point. It's, It's just terrible in every way possible. I don't know. I mean, like, you're literally bringing up a man's worst moment of his entire life you know, in more ways than one. And apparently you have some juice and I just, I just can't. It's stupid. It's immature. It's moronic. It's nothing. Um, This is one here. I would do want to get to Pete. And this is one people have been kind of coming at me with a little bit. And, you know, look guys, I don't really have an issue with James Rapian. Uh, James used to work for locked on, you know, look, we were talking, today, going back and forth, how I feel about how this team has addressed the tackle position, you guys know, I think they've absolutely blindly kind of gone after this, and it's it's been bad now for well over two years. but Pete, you know there really is zero way to rectify the left tackle position other than the draft. you even Miami right now, yes, you got those picks, but if you were truly scrapping it all. Larry Metunsel wasn't gonna be the difference. They would probably still only have three wins if Larry Metuncil was a part of that team. Yes, you have the extra picks. Look, good left tackles don't become available. They just don't.
0: Well, um I saw you guys have your discussion and I thought you were both wrong. So I mean that's you know, that's that's where when I'm at. Um look <laughs> the 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 sin here was um wasn't trading Zeitler for Vernon it was missing on Austin Corbett uh, that you know that doesn't deal with the tackle position but that is why that was a problem um offensive tackles the browns have been uh, put it off um obviously joe thomas's retirement was not you know something they really planned for And that wasn't at a bad
1: time. It wasn't at a bad time. It was the first Chris Hubbard was signed the next day. Joe retired that free agency window had just opened. So it's not like Joe left them, you know, left them in a lurch, so to speak.
0: No, but it just creates a hole you now have to address. Um, And and you can, you know, I don't, I don't hold much ill will towards, uh, you know, Dorsey on that end. And then you know you, you signed Chris Hubbard. Clearly, that didn't work. I didn't think it would. Um, I think uh, I think uh, the what's his face uh, the the offensive coordinator we had that was with the Steelers uh, had an influence on that signing. Haley, yeah, we... yeah, I think Haley was was a part of the reason that got done. Didn't work uh, this past year. Uh, you know they had options. Uh, certainly, there were guys we liked, I liked. Uh, that they took uh, Drew Forbes. That's you know, end of day three. You, you can't really rely on that. And the Browns basically took the approach of, we're trying like hell to get to the 2020 draft because we believe in that class. And then you had uh, you signed uh, Kendall Lamb. I thought that was a great move. Unfortunately, because Greg Robinson got himself ejected in the Tennessee Titans game, the dude basically steps on the field and immediately injures his knee for what seems to be now about three months in terms of like what is actually done. So when the Browns came up with Greg Robinson and and and, and Chris Chris Hubbard again, obviously it was sort of like, eh, I don't know if we're going to get through this, but they did sign a tackle who I thought, you know, should have had an honest opportunity to take the right tackle job because I thought he was going to be better at it. That didn't happen. They kept him at left tackle. He immediately gets hurt. So you're already down to what would be now your fourth option. Um, Justin McRae is obviously not a tackle. And that's sort of the the situation you put yourself in. I don't know what the the, the, the situation is at this point with Lamb. If he was healthy and fully functional, he should have absolutely been in there uh, for Greg Robinson when he was injured. Uh, Chris Hubbard is not the answer. Uh, this has sort of blown up in their face a little bit. I, you know, again i always looked as this you had to sort of deal with it but they've what they've done now is they've put all the pressure on this upcoming off season and you could make the case that like the way they've been doing this stuff is more reason to believe they're going to keep pretty kitchens around because it and a lot some of the other things they were doing were sort of pushing this whole thing to 2020 anyway and so, to be
1: fair john dorsey did say
0: he wasn't
1: sure if it was there yet. I don't know if it was lip service to cool the momentum of the national media, but he did kind of say this.
0: Well, his big thing last offseason was he kept saying, we haven't done anything yet. And given what's happened, that's 100% true. Um, but so, so all they've done is sort of defer, defer, defer. And obviously it hasn't worked this year. It's been a problem. Uh, it, it really all starts with Corbett. And, and that's, you know, that just is what it is. If it was Will Hernandez, if it was Connor Williams, if they had taken Wyatt Teller, who didn't go for another three rounds, I think the Browns would have started off this season more effectively. They weren't going to be Zeitler, but they would have been better than what they had. So now they've put all the pressure on this offseason. They have to deliver. They have to find at least one tackle, more likely two, whether that's entirely in the draft or free agency. The class is there. They've sort of stacked the chips the right way, but, it's put up or shut up time because if you don't get this done, if you can't get at least one good tackle this year,
1: you've um, had three off seasons to do it. So now yeah, what? You well, don't get a fourth.
0: Well, yeah, well, not well. It, beyond it's it's bigger than that. Really, it's more to the point of if you blow it on this, you have essentially blown the window of having Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield on rookie contracts. Like that will that will be done? You will have blown that opportunity. That was sort of the sweet setup you had. And this is where you have to make that count. Um by not drafting as well as you should have in 2018 and you know 2019, you obviously did some of the moves you did. You went, and got Odell Beckham, uh, and those type of things. This is the year where you have to pay it off by establishing the offensive line and those tackles. If you do that, then the Browns could theoretically have a huge bounce back years. Not unlike when they drafted Joe Thomas initially, and that's not to say the guy's got to be as good as Joe Thomas. It just happens to be Joe Thomas's rookie year. Everything sort of lined up. They had a really good offensive line with him in there who played phenomenally well as a rookie and they went 10 and six. So if they can knock down those things this off season, they can put themselves back on schedule, back on track and potentially have a big jump. If they don't, then we're in for another problematic year where we're trying to figure this thing out. And for all the criticisms you want to have about Freddie Kitchens, much of which is legitimate, there's no magic wand to sort of a head coach doesn't fix uh, the offensive tackle position. You have to be able to do something about that. Or you're going to have to get a bunch of tight ends that can actually do the job and try to cheat it that way. But that's where this whole thing has been pressurized. They've got to make it happen. It's there for them, they don't do it. They've blown it. And not only are they not going to be around, but the Browns are just essentially screwed.
1: Uh, look, and this is what I mean. You, you've got you've got DN's running sub four six. DN's edge rushers. You it, you just have to. And look, Pittsburgh. Look, Bud Dupree may not be there next year, but T.J. Watt, who's just excelling. You you've got to look at what you're playing, and start with in division. And what do I need to do to beat these guys? And then we'll get to the ten other games because I don't see those guys so, as much, as frequently. It's just something you got to do. We're, we're running a little tight on time. But uh, this is one that I like, uh, Dale Harris. always appreciate you. Always bring us good ones, um, Pete. Of the defensive line, what's here, and how many is it that's staying for twenty twenty?
0: Uh, I would assume the before four they have, the four front line guys, and after that, it's sort of we'll see. Uh, Are we I sure Larry's yeah. staying?
1: Are we sure Larry's staying? It's not that I don't love Larry, but that that's. You never know what the way this works.
0: Got one more year on his contract. That's next year's the final year on his rookie deal. It'd be insane to get rid of him now. Um, it's more of a question of are they going to extend him? I would hope they would because they can sort of fit it around Sheldon Richardson's contract pretty pretty effectively. So I assume it'll be that four guy, those four guys, and then they're trying to see if they can get something out of the guys they brought, they're bringing in uh, these young guys. Uh, you know, they, if nothing else, they'll be tryout bodies next year. But clearly. That's got to be another focus for this offseason is continuing to, to to develop that. I assume Chad Thomas will be here next year, whether I like it or not. Um, <laughs> so that's five. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I don't know if anyone else is sort of locked into anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, it's a good start. And then you have Gustin Cox-Anoy. I mean yeah. – Look, I mean, in this scenario, if you can bring back your starting crew, you kind of figure out the reserves and just play it out that way. Pete, Bears, Cowboys
0: tonight. Who you got? Um, certainly not the audience. I don't think they're going to win. Um, <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I, I guess. I, I guess I'll say the the, the Cowboys. Uh, I guess I, 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 neither of these teams feels like they're going anywhere, but I think the Cowboys will win. They have the better quarterback, um, which is you know a determining factor for this. The Bears have lost so much on both sides of the ball up front. Um, you know, do I think Dak's going to do more than Trubisky? Yeah, so I'll go with the, the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, uh, and even look, obviously, you know, it's it's not an ideal situation for Dallas, um, but yeah, I would say Cowboys. Pete, latest over at Browns Maven.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I I gave my breakdown of the Odell Beckham situation. I have talked extensively about the offensive line, um, how we got here, where this thing's going, uh, more, you know, more thorough breakdown of just the Zeitler part of this thing. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff I'm very, I wrote like four things yesterday. So, uh, plenty, plenty to uh, digest, I suppose, analysis wise.
1: Okay, and um, Pete, I know you're busy today with the Streetsboro 2019 highlight video. Um, you can drop that in the DMs. I would like to see it because I you know, most of us saw through Twitter. Substantial
0: <laughs> download again, so it'll be through email. We can do an email. We can do an email
1: um, for Pete Smith over at BrownsMaven through SA.com. Make sure, you fo- make sure you're following at BrownsMaven on Twitter. Make sure you're checking everything out over at SA.com. Uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore show itself at locked on Browns, all lowercase. Always follow back account. DMs open. Anything you need, guys, as much as we're here, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you know, without all of you guys. Um, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs open. Look, guys, anything you need, questions, even if it's just to talk, you know, talk Browns, whatever, you guys know I'm there for you. This has been your daily delivery of all things All bound, LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.